As I was putting my thoughts together for this homily and praying over our scripture readings this morning, I attended an event at the parish that I serve in Washington, D.C. last night. It was a men's gathering, uh, cooked steaks, and um, spent time together in fellowship and talked about uh, our faith lives. And one of the gentlemen that I was um, speaking with and, and talking to in this, a gentleman named Mark, brought up to me the readings from a couple of Sundays ago uh, when we read from 1 Corinthians 15, verses 12 through 20, um, Paul's admonition that we must take seriously Christ's resurrection uh, in, in terms of understanding our own faith and understanding what it is that uh, it means, what it means for us to have life in Christ. And uh, particularly the admonition, if Christ had not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. The uh, crux of the homily that we heard that morning at church. And Mark said, you know, the older I've gotten, the easier it's become for me to accept the resurrection. But that reading from 1 Corinthians was also paired with the Beatitudes. What are we doing about the admonitions that Christ gives us living day in and day out? What are we doing about the commands that Christ gives us in terms of how we're supposed to treat one another and live in this world? And I was really struck by what he said, because I think that that's a critical question for us. Yes, if the resurrection is to be taken seriously, we have to take the whole of Christ's life and Christ's ministry seriously. And I think one of those other difficult passages for us to wrestle with is the passage that we hear today, that passage where we're told that to be a leader is to be a servant, to be the least and the last. I was reflecting on that passage in terms of the diaconal ordination as well. Um, being a priest, I am also a deacon. And I was remembering in the catechism where it says, in asking what the ministry of a deacon is, that the ministry of a deacon is to represent Christ and his church, particularly as a servant to those in need, and to assist bishops and priests in the proclamation of the gospel and the administration of the sacraments. But that ordering is interesting. The servanthood is the thing that comes first. The servanthood is the very primary first orientation of the ministry of the deacon. And I dare say it is the foundation of all ordained ministry, servant leadership as leadership of God's people in this world. But this has made me think about all of the other ways in this passage and in others that we so often fail to heed Christ's admonitions to us and so often fail to live fully into the teachings that he provides us throughout Holy Scripture. And so as we look 
through the rest of this week as we look towards Tuesday and into Ash Wednesday of next week, I want to encourage you all and encourage myself to think deeply about those places and those spaces in which we aren't fully living into the life that Christ has called us into, aren't fully living into those teachings that Christ has given to us. After talking to Mark, I went upstairs and ended up meeting another guest at this event last night, a guest from the Roman Catholic Church across the uh, circle from where All Saints is located. His name is Brother Saad Aslam, and he's from Pakistan. He's recently come to the Washington, D.C. area as a brother with the Brothers of Charity to start a house. Uh, they have one currently operating and are in the process of building and renovating another that is a home for homeless veterans, specifically in Washington. But not only do they run this house, the brothers live in community with the homeless veterans that they serve. They eat the same food, they sleep in the same beds, they live their entire lives as part of a holistic community. And that in and of itself was really profound. But Brother Saud is from Pakistan. And as we were sharing our stories, as we were talking about being in an Episcopal church, he said to me, you know, Catholics are 0.5% of um, the population in Pakistan. Christians as a whole are 1.6%. So when we talk about each other in Pakistan, we only ever talk about being Christian because these divisions don't matter when we are so few in number and we have to rely on each other for support. Yes, the leaders may say these divisions matter, but to us, they don't. Again, a profound moment of hearing Christ's teaching lived out, something that I think, and I, I often find myself slipping on, wanting rigidly to um, make those delineations important and those separations important. And so, as I wrap up this morning, I want to offer one other observation from another part of the Christian tradition. This is from Metropolitan Athanasius in Greece, a Athenite monk who became Bishop of Limassol. And he tells this story about humility, about servant leadership, and what that looks like lived out. He says, during the first year that I was a monk on Mount Athos, there was some kind of misunderstanding between, between a young hero monk and his elder. The young hero monk was very upset because he heard a rumor that his elder was planning to change his work schedule. Being young and inexperienced, he started bad-mouthing his elder. The rest of us, naive and younger than he was, would not waste a moment. We went straight to the elder and reported to him. The elder's reaction was to say, I will take care of him during Vespers. I will make him feel so much shame he won't know where to go and hide his face from the rest of us. 
we thought he was really going to reprimand him. And then as Bishop Athanasius develops the story, he talks about being in the chapel as the elder brings the hero monk in, almost giddily rubbing his hands together, waiting to see how this is going to unfold. He says, we expected to hear raised voices and reprimands as the elders scolded him. And yet, as they entered the sanctuary, the 65-year-old elder fell on his knees in front of the 25-year-old monk, kissed his feet, and asked for forgiveness. I am sorry, my brother, he said to the young monk. I must have done something to cause you grief. Please forgive me. The other, of course, was so shattered that he began sobbing and asking forgiveness himself of the elder. By the grace of God, tranquility was restored in the monastery and a valuable lesson was offered to all of us. So as we look towards next week, as you look towards your Lenten disciplines over the next 40 days, Ask yourself what those places are where you're coming up short in Christ's teachings. What are the disciplines, the practices that you can take on to more fully live into the life that Christ is laying out before you? Amen.